The Influencer's Edge is brought to you by the Invisible Influence Series. If you're ready to massively increase your sales by leveraging the power of subconscious persuasion, then make sure you text the word COMPEL to 411-321. That's COMPEL to 411-321. And if you're outside of the United States, then use WhatsApp and text the word COMPEL to 1-909. 741-1321. Make sure you put in your best email address because that's how we'll deliver the goodies. Welcome to the Influencer's Edge. This is the place where you come to get the latest breakthroughs, cutting-edge insights, tools, and techniques to leapfrog over the pack in sales, persuasion, and influence. Be sure you visit our website at www.theinfluencersedge.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, tune in, and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to The Influencers Edge. Our guest today is Mandy Nicholson, and she is coming to us all the way from the United Kingdom. Is that correct? Scotland, actually, but yes, the United Scotland. Kingdom. I'll yeah. try not to do the accent. Scotland <laughs> and Ed Haggis. Uh-huh. Well, Mandy, I'm glad you're here. Mandy specializes, and let me read just a little bit of your biography. But your jam, as we say in the United States, is helping creative women. But I know this applies to all creatives. Actually build a business, build wealth, build prosperity. Let me read a little bit more of your biography, and then we're going to dive in. I'm going to ask some questions that are not on your application form. So you're a creative genius consultant, artist, author, and creative retreat owner who helps creative women, but again, this applies to all creatives, to launch, grow, and scale their business and make more money. Well, let's dive into this right now. What do you mean by creative genius? There's creative and then there's genius. How do you define genius? I wanna dive right onto that. And then we'll latch on to how you do what you do. Okay. So I think that exists already in all creatives. There's a level of genius in there. And it's usually very niche. They usually hang their hat on something. That's their genius. And when you actually hold a mirror up and focus in on that and really get them to follow their passion and their genius, that's when I see them flourish. Okay. Um, so you think all creatives are geniuses? I do. Why not? Do we I have don't to know my great it? niece? My great niece scribbles on my walls. So I don't know that that I guess that's genius for that age. It is. Absolutely. I think 98% of children, apparently, according to statistics, are creative. And we actually teach it out of them through the school system. Yes, it's horrible. I I, I don't know if it's the same in Scotland. Uh, there I go, as it is in the United States, but it's it's quite unfortunate. Yeah. So let's dive into something that really fascinates me. I will ask the questions that are on your application form, your interview booking form, but I really want to get into this. As a creative myself, and I'm sure many of the entrepreneurs, we, we reach out to entrepreneurs and salespeople, particularly entrepreneurs and business owners. I have a real challenge taking what I create. If you saw, this is a green screen. If you saw my office and the messy office 
how do you help creatives focus on the right thing and and manage this flood of ideas and creativity that's always flowing how do you, how in the world do you do that when so many of us buy into the myth that well i'm an artist not a business person or a businesswoman or businessman this is exactly why I do what I do, because the shiny object syndrome, create, every single creative I work with has these ideas popping into their heads and I want to do this and then I want to do this and I want to go here and then they have another idea and another idea. And it's probably the thing I say the most through the program and through the coaching that I do. Focus on one thing, nail it, make money from it, park all the other ideas and know that you're coming to them. But, you know, yeah, focus on this one thing, get it working for you, this income stream, and then we move. And it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight because it's a behavior change. And the reason generally that they are all over the place, it's almost a safety net of, well, if it doesn't work out, I've got this other thing in the background that I can work on and that might work out. It's a little bit of fear in there. So it's starting with that mindset, I suppose. Mandy, how do you deal with this uh, other piece of resistance? I know I have it and I have creative friends who are in business and we, uh, not all of us, but many of us have this is the idea of a tight schedule of blocking out time to me feels like I have such an internal resistance to it. Like it's, it's metaphorically, not literally going to strangle me as an artist. Is that common? And how do you help people get past it? Uh, totally it's more than common everybody that comes to my program says the same thing I have such resistance with some people but what I say to them is you know planning and productivity is the most important thing business is 90% marketing 10% talent let's face it it's you've got to put the time in but you've got to find a way of planning and working that works for you you're a creative I am sitting talking to you here and looking at a four foot mind map that has my plan for the year on it. It's not on an Excel spreadsheet. It's not on wow. a Word document. It's on a piece of lining paper drawn with Sharpies. And that works for me because I look at it all the time. And I have methods that work for me. I plan in a method of what's important. What's a rock? What's a pebble? What's sand? The rocks are immovable. The pebbles I can roll over a couple of days and the sand can trickle into another week if necessary. So I keep my planning good, but flexible enough for me as an artist. And that's what I try and teach the, the, the women and the men that, you know, I do work with men as well occasionally, but the program I've got is mainly for women. But it's about finding what works for you. If I've got rocks, pebbles and sand, what are your rocks, pebbles and sand? What are the things that are going to have the biggest impact on your business? Are you scheduling in the things that will make you money first? Or are you scheduling in the things that you want to do first? Sometimes those things can be confusing because yeah. as creatives, we also get paid for the products and other things that we build. So yeah. that those things can, those things can get confusing. Well, I need to be in your program. <laughs> let's, let's get back on this. So uh, uh, this is another good one. Yeah. So you, you talk about being an artist mm -hmm. and uh, an author, correct? Yep. yep. So how do you, in, in what sense are you an artist and how, uh, I'm going to ask you two, three questions. In what sense are you an artist? What's your art? 
-hmm. Second question is, how do you get, when did you get started? But the third question is, what's kept you passionate about it after all this time? Okay, Let's so start with the third question first. What has kept you passionate? That's the that's the that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Really, because for many years the passion was there, but it lay dormant, and that's what happens with a lot of creatives. I went to university, I got my degree in art and design, couldn't find a job in the creative space, did another job, a proper job that earned money, but all the time there's this void of creativity in me I'm you know I'm a mother I've had children other priorities come into place um you're on the hamster wheel of life making money and it it got to the point where I was like I can't ignore this void anymore I'm going back to this passion and actually I've been a successful businesswoman I've had a six-figure jobs. I've run successful businesses in other things. Why can't I make it work in the creative space? So I asked myself that question. That's when I stepped back into my passion and it just came out, the passion and the, the drive to paint again. And then the paintings became books and the books became other businesses. I now have about 14 income streams in my business. So right. it's... It really just spiraled from getting the paints out again and painting that actually I kind of painted the pain and the and the blocks and the barriers that I'd had had to overcome. Um, well, so, let's talk about the uh, let's I, I'm sorry, we'll stick a pin yeah. in it. Go ahead with your yeah, answer. Stick a pin in it. Yeah. Well, what, let's talk about some of those blocks because I really, it's, uh, we'll, we'll talk about your technical information, but I really like to get to know my guests and sort of yeah. like dig into their psyche. <laughs> so yeah. what were, what were some of those blocks? We want to know the human Mandy Nicholson, as well as the expert Mandy Nicholson. So talk about that. What were some of the, what were some of the blocks? I think the blocks for me were the same as most of the women I work with now, because I think you end up working with yourself, a, a, an earlier version of yourself, don't you, as an ideal client. And the society said I couldn't earn money from my craft. Peers and parents and aunties and uncles that give you that look and roll their eyes when you tell them you want to be an artist and they know you're going to be poor. There's layers placed there by society and people who love us that genuinely want to protect us from being a starving artist they want us to get a proper job and earn money they don't want us to be in a studio in dungarees painting so the blocks are <laughs> the blocks are there and they're placed like there by others but we believe them because these are stories that are told again and again um so I believed them and I went out and I got a proper job because I believed that I would never make any money so that becomes a huge block um, and the need to fit in, the need to be a responsible adult and pay the bills. And how are you going to do that if you're throwing paint around a studio? It's plus it's, your mother, plus yeah. your mom, and the, yeah. the the pressure of making sure you can take care of kids. Yeah, taking care of kids. That's by the way, this is my opinion as a male. I've I've been around kids, don't have my own. That is the most creative job you can Absolutely. have is caring and your children. My niece is the multi, 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 multi-million dollar uh, entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And she just had her second child. I said, your baby is the best thing you've ever created. She said, absolutely. My children are mm -hmm. the greatest. So congrats on you for being a mom. Mm -hmm. 
And both of my children are creative because I actually use the, the creativity that I love to help them make sense of the world because they're both, both on the autism spectrum. My son's autistic, my daughter's wow. ADHD. Wow. So they've made sense of their world through creativity and I've encouraged it instead of telling them they can't make a living from it. Yeah. I I relate very deeply and personally intimately with that because my one of my nephews is very high functioning and he can't do mathematics or other things in school but he likes to make films and he's an excellent filmmaker. So he's found an outlet and a passion that he can use to express yeah. himself emotionally and also to make a good living. So yeah. good on you as as the Australians say. <laughs> Let's, let, let me continue. Um, uh, so what was it that prompted you to take up your mission? What was the the impetus? Um, it was a number of things, I suppose. I spent my time proving, wanting to prove to the world that I could make money in whatever I did and I could be good at, and, you know, I've been a, a collector of um, qualifications over the years and that's about proving that you're a good enough human being I suppose and it was my late husband in the end who said to me to just stop talking about it and just do it stop talking about it and just do it he said woman you talk about this creative web business all the time you've done it before in other things just go and show the world that you can do that and I thought about that for a while and it sat with me and I thought you know what he's right and it was that was the year that I got the paints out. I wrote my book, a book that had laid dormant for years and hired a coach, learned what I needed to learn about the online space and launched my creative business all in the space of like 18 months. Um, it gave me the kick up the butt I needed. Were you scheduled? Were you still doing your rocks, pebbles and sand way of scheduling? Or in the beginning, were you more tight with it was it always rocks pebbles sand or in the beginning because writing a book there are authors like tom may rest in peace tom clancy or stephen king who yeah. gets up at four in the morning and writes for six hours you're not and i have a friend who does that you don't do that do you um with my book i sat for the first time and thought right i'm ready to write this book and I sat for 12 hours for two days and wrote 18,000 words and it just flowed out. And I then went back and planned the rest of the book and how it would work and then allocated, you know, a couple of mornings a week to write in and finished it within three months of just being quite disciplined with that. Because once I'd pressed the just do it button and got on with it, it was the creative energy was there and I wanted to finish it. So... Yes, I was kind of disciplined, but at the time I was learning about how to launch an online business. I was painting again. I was writing again. All this creativity was flowing out of me. Where did you find the energy? As Did you have your children at the time? Yeah, but they weren't young at the time. I mean, they were sort of 14 and uh, seven, right. uh, 18 at the time. Okay. So they were... Had they been you know, infants yeah. or toddlers, it would have been a different story. It would have been a different story. When they were infants and toddlers, I was doing the other things to make money that were easier for me to do because I didn't have to think so hard about how I was going to make it work. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just I adapted to circumstances, but once the creative, once you're in creative flow, it's a very addictive. Yes, state. I know. 
I, yeah. I went through it creating a two and a half hour talk. I worked it. I was behind schedule, worked for eight hours straight, created it. And then at the last minute before the talk, like in, I got up at three 30 in the morning and tore it to pieces and rewrote it. It was a huge hit. So yeah. I don't know. I, I, what would you say to someone who said, who said, but Mandy, I do my best work at the last minute. There's, I trust my creative process. It's mm -hmm. always been the same at the last minute. I do my best work. What would you say to someone like that? I'd say I know you because that's a trait of creative people. Of sometimes when we're backed into a corner, that's when our back our best work is created. I've been studying creative people now. But that's not good business. It's not that's good not business, but sometimes it's great content and it's great ideas. Sometimes you've got to have that flexibility in what you were doing and I've kind of done that a bit in this business I've built this business with some structure and some of that wow now that's honest that's that's a oh I can put on my oxygen mask because sometimes you do uh, uh lean over into being unstructured yep. so how can you tell I'm really pushing on this because I have this challenge it's the one yep. big remaining challenge I have uh how do you know when it's time to be unstructured and lean into that and when it's time to lean into being disciplined? I know there's no set yes or no, zero, one answer, but give at least some kind of hope that there is <laughs> some. I'm not joking with you. I mean, totally yeah. sincere. No, I, I agree. And I think it's how do you know? I don't know whether you know. I think it just happens. And I think that's where the magic lies and the genius lies. And the confusion. And the confusion, think, yeah. yeah. Um, do you think you I, can be, I'm sorry, I want, I, I, uh, I, do you think you can be highly creative without tolerating confusion and uncertainty? Um, yeah, I do. I think we are multifaceted as creatives and I think we learn to connect the dots a lot more quickly than other people. And we learn to shift behaviors a lot more quickly than other people. We're very empathic. We're very tuned into the universe and other people and into ourselves. And sometimes we know when we've got to take a step back and rest. Sometimes we know when we need to be isolated. Yes. Sometimes we oh. know when it's okay to wing it a bit but it's okay to be disciplined. Yeah. And I know it's, we are actually a contradiction in terms. Yes. Oh yeah. man. I've heard that from people who have been involved with me personally. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, and it's not the easiest thing to be involved with us. Well, no, we're really difficult to live with. Really difficult. I've had four husbands and it took me till the fourth. Right. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> I told you before this started that. That, that this would get personal. So let's push, push, push the pot. Are you petting a cat or what's there on your desk? No, I'm just moving something on my desk here. Yeah. Oh, Don't worry. Okay. That's the ADHD part of me. I'm fiddling. Okay. Cause my shirt <laughs> says I'm going to stand up just for a second. <laughs> My shirt says cats and money. I don't know if you can see that. <laughs> um, wow, four husbands, but yet you still know. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. Backing up the conversation about 14 minutes and uh -huh. 30 seconds. I have a clock in my head. You said it was your late husband who said, just do it. And I've asked all the successful entrepreneurs and coaches and mentors I know, and I asked my niece, do you think you could be where you are today without your spouse? 
And they all instantaneously, instantaneously said, no way. Yeah, no way. <laughs> and I ask you that. I couldn't have. My, the first three husbands wanted to keep me small. They wanted me to fit into their world. And I did that because you do that sometimes in relationships. And I think that's one of the barriers. When I met my late husband, it was like, wow, men like this exist that believe in you and want you to be yourself and an individual. And without that, I don't, I always say, you know, we might have only had seven years together, but we lived a lifetime in those seven years because that man just said, yeah, be all that you can be and stop making excuses and go and do it. That's so touching. See, mm -hmm. this is, that's so touching. Um, yeah. And I, and I think, and, and this is a two-way exchange, I really do think that to guard our creativity, we need to be very careful. Everyone needs to be careful who we let into our lives, but we're already so chaotic. We can't have other people who bring their chaos to us. And yep. so it makes us more lonely. It can yep. be a lonely road because of that. Do you agree? I agree completely. Yeah. And we can be quite, we can be loners anyway. Um, when we do drop the guard down and let somebody in, what I've learned is definitely needs to be the right person. I think that's true for everybody. Wow. <laughs> I told you this would get personal. And <laughs> good. It's all, do you know what? Business is personal. Isn't it though? And particularly when you're, I like to think of myself as an art entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Someone who does art, but also does business. And one is easier than the other. <laughs> Definitely. Wow. Um, what? Uh, so when women come to you and they find you, what kind of programs do you have available? Well, I, I know you have some free stuff for our audience, but generally speaking, what did your coaching look like? Okay. I, I, this is kind of my life work. Um, my main program is my creative mastermind program and it's a 12-month program and it's a 12-month program because what I found is the the creative women that I work with need the 12 months for sustainable change and to move their mindset from this I'm just a creative I, I hear the word just way too often right at the start um, um to you know people have told me I can't do this to understanding how to become business women and it's a big shift that from dabbling with creativity to understanding business models and what i find out there oh, oh, yeah oh, it's, hard. <laughs> it's hard and coaching programs in general i'm not knocking anybody but they're not very much could do this do it my way and i say come on in let's find a business model that fits you rather than you fitting into a business model yeah knock away at those people i want you to call out the frauds and the uh, or not just frauds necessarily but those who are not teaching what really works i love that i think that's another courageous thing for you to do I'm you're one brave human being if you were if you were in the military you'd be a navy seal or uh, yeah I definitely well I think so and I think it's funny because I've just had one of my clients graduate today from the 12-month program and she drove from London to Scotland to spend her graduation day with me because I've changed her life so much you can't get feedback better than that that says you might be the weirdo in the room Mandy and you might be standing up and shouting about it's okay to be individual and disagreeing with all the other coaches and I am disagreeing with them all 
but that's the results that I'm having. And this woman has gone out with an amazing business and she's now making money as an artist. And that's great. So beautiful. Thank you. I, I've, I, I'm not, I really thank you because I do think that artists, chefs and healers, artists, chefs, healers, musicians that I conclude, uh, include in the category of artists, uh, fashion designers, Yep. People who farmers, these are people who make the world beautiful and livable. And the antithesis of that, the evil side of the force, are politicians and parking enforcement and tax collectors and a lot of attorneys. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I well, agree. Thank you. Uh, you've been a wonderful guest. I could talk to you for hours, and I feel that we've made as much of a personal connection as you can in this kind of forum and format how do people get a hold of you what resources do you have for our viewers and listeners today well if they go to my website mandynicholson.co.uk um, and go to work with me that drop down menu has a load of freebies on there so there's a free mini money mandy's mini money mindset makeover there's they can join my free five-day challenge that i run quarterly um, there's lots of free resources on there and they can find out all about me, how I work. And that takes them to my other website, which is, um, the artbankdalbeatty.com. And that's where you can find out about the retreats that I run here in Scotland. So, and I'm everywhere on social media, literally everywhere. Thank you so much. You've given me hope. <laughs> we need to, uh, we need to talk about setting up a consultation. I don't mind paying you a fee because I could use your help. And I'm not, I'm not joking. I'm being completely serious. Let's talk off the air for a few minutes. Okay. Uh, Mandy, this has been a wonderful episode. I, you're an incredibly courageous and sincere human being. And thank you for what you're bringing to us. Confused creatives, we need you. <laughs> you're our oxygen. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next time on The Influencer's Edge. The Influencer's Edge is brought to you by the Invisible Influence Series. If you're ready to massively increase your sales by leveraging the power of subconscious persuasion, then make sure you text the word COMPEL to 411-321. That's COMPEL to 411-321. And if you're outside of the United States, then use WhatsApp and text the word COMPEL to 1. 909-741-1321. Make sure you put in your best email address because that's how we'll deliver the goodies. Thank you for tuning in to the Influencer's Edge, where you get the latest breakthroughs, cutting edge insights, tools, and techniques so you can leapfrog over the pack at sales, influence, and persuasion. Remember to visit our website at www.theinfluencersedge.com to enjoy even more great episodes like this one. We look forward to seeing you again on The Influencers Edge Show.